We are up to chapter four, mission number 26, and today we're going to do mission number 26 and mission number 27, because they are mirror images of each other. Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda ish kfar habavli omer. Rabbi Yossi, the son of Yehuda, the man from kfar habavli, that's where he lived, he says, halomeid minaktan, someone who learns from the young, lumahudoma, to what can he be compared? Ochel anavim kehos, to someone who eats unripe, tart grapes, and someone who drinks wine that has not yet been fully developed straight from the vat. Someone who learns from the old, to what can he be compared? Someone who eats ripe grapes, and drinks Old aged wine. As we know, wine improves with age. So too, we're told wisdom improves with age. And if you try to get your wisdom from young people, it's not developed. It is still underdeveloped. It's unripe. And it's like eating unripe grapes and drinking unripe wine. Whereas if you learn from old people, then it is akin to having ripe grapes and to drinking aged wine. That's Mishnah number 26. Mishnah number 27, Rabbi Meir Omer. Rabbi Meir says, we've of course seen Rabbi Meir in the past. Al tistakel bakankan. Do not look at the kankan of the container. Ella b'masha yeshpo. Only what is actually contained within it. Yesh kankan chadash. You could have a new container. Male yashan, full of old wine. The yashan and an old container. Shafilu chadash ain bo. So this is the teaching of Rabbi Meir, in some versions of this Mishnah, it actually attributes it to, to Rabbi, to Rabbi Judah the Prince. And that, that is what it's telling us to not judge a book by its cover. Don't try to assess the contents of a barrel, of a jug, of a container by the exterior. Because sometimes you have a new container, i.e. a young person, who is harboring old wine, who is harboring ripe wine. And sometimes you can have an old container, an old man, who doesn't even have any wine, who is totally bereft of wisdom. So this is the teaching. When you have young and inexperienced teachers, they're not ripe. They're underdeveloped. And therefore, they make poor teachers. Just like if you have wine straight from the vat. You may drink it and have some ill effects. You'll have a stomachache. So too... When you study from young and inexperienced teachers, we're told in the first Mishnah, Mishnah number 26, you may have negative effects from listening to this teacher. And we see, just like wine and grapes, you have a grape and it's a little tart. Why? Because it's not ready. It's not ripe. It has the potential to develop, to mature into something amazing. But right now it's not ready. It's undercooked. Similarly, the wine. You put the wine in the vat, it needs to stay there. It needs to, to to mature in a certain environment. And once it matures, it'll be amazing. But it's not ready for prime time right now. And therefore, we're told, similarly, when you're looking for a teacher, look for someone whose wisdom has matured. Look for someone who has ruminated over their wisdom for decades. They've allowed the wisdom to mature, allowed it to develop, allowed it to ripen within them, and therefore, that's the kind of wisdom that you want to imbibe. Similarly, the Talmud tells us that 
wisdom takes some time to cook within you. What the Talmud teaches us in the book of Avodah Zarah, page 5b, a person never fully understands the knowledge of their teacher. They never fully absorb and digest the teachings that they got until they've spent 40 years studying it. If you want to get the real thing, if you want to get the, the, the deep, profound insights, you need to spend a lifetime immersed in wisdom. And therefore, when you study from a young person, you're getting something which is not ready for prime time. It's the underdeveloped grapes. It's the new wine. Whereas if you get it from an old person, well, then it's the aged wine and it is the ripe grapes. That's the first Mishnah. Comes along Rabbi Meir or Rabbi Judah the Prince and says, yes, that is true in general. In general, a young teacher, not a good option. An old teacher, a good option. That's in general. But there are exceptions. Sometimes you'll see a young person who is already filled with old wine. And you'll see an old person who has no wisdom at all. It's just an empty canister. And therefore, don't judge the canister. Don't judge the container only by what's inside of it. Sometimes you have a new container with old wine and an old container with nothing in it. Don't judge the book by its cover. They're not actually arguing. One is saying the general rule of thumb, and one is highlighting that there are outliers, there are exceptions, there are young people that contain an immense amount of aged wisdom, and there are old people who have no wisdom at all. And the commentaries note, if you read these two Mishnahs back to back, you'll notice, you read it quite critically, you'll notice that there's actually a change from plural to singular. The first Mishnah says, if you learn from young people, katanim, doesn't say katan, katan is one young person, katanim is lots of young people. Whereas if you learn from zikanim, many old people, it's good. Doesn't say Zakain, one old person, one elder. Why? Because the first mission is talking about the general rule, the, the masses. With regards to the masses, in general, on average, go to the older people and not the younger people. In the second Mishnah, it switches over to singular tense. Don't look at the canister, only what it contains. There is a new container, not new containers. There's once. There's once in a while. There are exceptions. There are outliers. Every once in a while, you'll see one young person who is truly a receptacle of tremendous advanced wisdom. And that's the exception to the rule. And sometimes you're an old person. They can be very old. But you know what? They're just immature. They, they haven't developed any wisdom. They haven't spent their time trying to absorb wisdom. And even though they have the years of experience, don't go to them at all. Of course, that's the exception. Most of the time, you want to go with the old person. You want to avoid the young person. But there are exceptions. Every once in a while, there will be an individual, there will be a singular young person who is full of advanced wisdom, and there will be a singular old person who has no wisdom to offer. And thus, these two issues are, are really mirror images of each other because they're both in agreement. One's talking about the general principle and one's talking about the exceptions.
So I think this raises an interesting question. Young people doesn't give us a cutoff date. You know, in in our constitution, you got to be 35 to be the president. It's almost like the framers of the constitution got a sense that the young people don't necessarily have all their thoughts and all their feelings, everything figured out. Have a little time before you could hold the, the highest office. I think in the current election cycle, we've taken that to the extreme. You have to be in your advanced age. You got to be 70 plus to be even a candidate. But that's just a political commentary. But young people were told they don't have wisdom. Why? Are they not intelligent? They don't have the IQ. Why is their wisdom not fully developed? So the commentaries note that the description is underdeveloped grapes and underdeveloped wine. And both of them have mixtures. There's a mixture of the good and the bad. There's the wine and the sediments. There's the proper parts of the grape. And then there's all the other parts that need to be filtered out before it becomes mature, before, before it ripens. A young person, it's a mixture. They may have the ability, but there hasn't been the time for the good things to take over and the bad things to kind of settle down and to be removed. People, young people, they have a lot of thoughts and they haven't organized them properly. There's this mixture. There's all kinds of doubts and uncertainties because they haven't had the time to file away to organize in their mind what's legit, what's a proper insight of wisdom and what, and what's not. So it's interesting. It's not, we're not being told here that kids don't have the ability. We're, we're told to the contrary. They do have the ability. But there is a natural process of life and experience that's going to help them to separate the proper lasting principles of wisdom from all the other things that are just clouding it. Young people, they're a work in progress. They have a lot of thoughts and some of them are great and some of them are immature, are wrong, are harmful, are dangerous, and they cannot tell the difference between the two. And the process of intellectual and even spiritual maturation is settling down, so to speak, letting the sediments go to the bottom and letting the beautiful, delicious wine to go to the top, separating out the fact from the fiction, the legitimate, the useful, the productive from the illegitimate, from the harmful thoughts. And that's what you have when you have the old person. If the wine's been aged, the, the grapes have been allowed to mature. I think in general, young people, they need to mature. They need to develop. I think this is just something, of course, we know. Everyone knows this. But sometimes we ignore it. Parents, educators get frustrated at kids. You're already in second grade. Why are you not a finished product? Why are there some serious flaws? Why are there some serious gaps in your knowledge and your understanding and your ability to, to process things? And I always say that my goal with my children is I don't want them to peak too early. If they're on top of the world in seventh grade, maybe I haven't done a good enough job. And here's a way of thinking of it. A person is like a, it's like an edifice. 
It's like a tall tree or a tall building or a half tree and a half building. But we're trying to build something big here. And we could say that the larger the edifice, the larger the construction site and the messier it is and the longer it takes. If you want to build something really small, you want to build a shed. What does it take? It takes maybe a weekend and one or two trips to Home Depot, you have a shed built. And the mess is pretty, it's pretty tolerable. You want to build a house, it's going to take months. You'll need teams. You'll need a, a huge dump truck in front of your house, a huge, what's it called? That, that, that those things where you, where you drop all the trash in it, all the debris in it. It'll take months. And this, it's a huge mess. The place is dusty. It's, 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 a, it's a huge mess. What if you want to build a thousand foot skyscraper? How much longer is that going to take? How much messier is that going to be? Construction, of course, increases with the size of the end product. When we want to raise a child, we want to construct a human, so to speak. The bigger the end result, the longer and messier, perhaps, is the construction time and process. And here we're told how this looks. They're confused. They're unsettled. And that's a good thing because it's not a finished product. And therefore, we're told we should not seek them out as teachers until they iron things out. They say about teenagers that when they're 15... They think that their parents know absolutely nothing. And 10 years later, they're shocked at how much their parents have picked up in such a short amount of time. But there's a certain tendency for kids to feel like they're ready for it before they actually are ready. And here we're told a certain model of, of human development, of, of pedagogy, of, of children not being ready for prime time, needing time to mature and develop, and therefore... On the flip side, when we try to look for a source of our wisdom, look towards people who are more developed, whose sediments, so to speak, have been separated from their intellect. Now, the commentaries note that there's a double analogy. There's unripe grapes and there's unaged wine versus ripe grapes and aged wine. I was trying to figure out why is there a twofold Analogy to describe the difference between young people and old people. So some say that wisdom is comprised of two parts. There is the, the necessary kind of building blocks, the principles, the, the, you know, the, the first principles of wisdom, the precursors, the introductions of wisdom. And then there's the conclusion, the result, the takeaways of the wisdom. And grapes are described as the baseline. You know, that's what you use to make the final product. And wisdom thus can be broken down into two parts. There's the things that are kind of the the, the building blocks of wisdom, and then there's the result of wisdom. And both of those parts are needed. And in both of those areas, the kids are not fully ready for it. Whereas the adults, hopefully, they have not only figured out the principles of wisdom, but also how to apply it, the application, applied wisdom, which is the wine. The Maharal says, he suggests that the double analogy is a reference to the two aspects of Torah. Of course, there's the revealed Torah, 
And then there is the secret Torah, the hidden Torah. And that's similar to the grapes. The grapes are revealed, but, but hidden in the grapes is the advanced wisdom, so to speak, the wine of the hidden Torah. And it's almost like this idea could really be extended. There's something intoxicating about wine, even though, even though the grapes don't have that power. Right? The wine could take you to a different level. It could be transcendent. Grapes are not going to make you drunk no matter how many of them you have. There's trapped within the revealed Torah, which is not necessarily going to take you to the next level, is the wine which will. And by the way, he points out that the Talmud says that the gematria, the numerical value of the word yayin, which means wine, is the word sod, which means secret. Wine is kind of hinting at the secret of parts of Torah that is hidden within the wine. You can't see it, and it's more fine. It's like it's more of a liquid versus a solid. And that's the idea that there's there's different parts of Torah, and that's why the Mishnah gives us a double analogy. But I think this Mishnah really re- reinforces the idea of how important it is that we have a teacher that's up to snuff. It's not necessarily about age, but about intellectual and spiritual maturity. The the canister, the container doesn't really matter. What's inside is what matters. And we're told a deep insight. If you have wine that's underdeveloped, you have grapes that you have grapes that are unripe, not only is it not going to have a positive effect on you, it will have a negative effect on you. So not all wisdom is created equal. Great wisdom is fantastic, is transcendent, is, is incredible, is wonderful. And bad wisdom, it's not even minimally good. It's not even neutral. It's negative. It's harmful because you'll have to unlearn those things before you could actually set your sails and kind of go to the next level. So we try to absorb the Torah and the wisdom and the insights from people who have the fine wine and the mature grapes. We try to absorb the legitimate Torah of our sages, and then once we absorb it, we allow it to try to marinate and cook within us, and hopefully we too can become full of ripe grapes and amazing wine, and regardless of our age. And I think it's also a sobering lesson for students. You know, students are so... Self-confident. They're sure they got it completely. And you may feel like you're ready to teach. You know it all. You're eager. You're ready to go. And we're told, hold your horses. You may be the exception to the rule. You may be the old wine and the new jug. But that's the individuals. Most probably you are not fully developed yet and you need to mature. And I also say, I also think that this is a sad commentary on the state of our education. You know, we educate children. And once people mature, oftentimes the education ends. Once someone's brain fully develops at the age of 25, for the majority of people, both I'm talking about religiously, religious education and even secular education, their education is all behind them. Now they're living. I think what our society has done 
with respect to systematizing of education, of course, has been wonderful because it democratizes education. So that's great. But the fact that there's almost like an endpoint and like learning is something that's done in school and not outside of school and it's done, you know, until the age of 22 or 26 and that's it. I think that's a big mistake. You know, with respect to Torah, most kids, sadly, check out after Bar Mitzvah. That's the truth with most Jewish kids in this country. But even the secular world, I think it's kind of a shame that learning ends at 22, 26. People are condemned, essentially, to never reach their full intellectual potential. If you pump the brakes and you stop learning before you are mature. Mark Twain had it correct when he said, I never let my schooling interfere with my education. The way I see it is that the object of schooling should be to give some of the basic building blocks of learning and to make them not hate learning. They should have the tools to learn. They should know how to read. They should know certain basic ideas. But it should be there as a complement to a lifelong pursuit of, of learning and to not mess that up. There's a certain assumption that, you know, we'll have a little bit of continued education. No, like we're, we're told here that until you're old, you spend, you spend 40 years marinating, ruminating over something until you actually acquire it. And that I think is one of the most overarching lessons in this Mishnah, the idea of how Wisdom gets matured. If you start off and you have it, you may have it, but you have all kinds of other things that are clouding it out and you don't actually have it. And you need time to separate the fantasy, the imagination, the sediments, the doubts, the uncertainties, all the other parts of the wisdom that's actually not the the pure, unadulterated wine. Separate those out and that's the process of aging, of maturing, of stewing over it. And then hopefully you'll get it. But if you check out and you say, oh, I'm done, I got it all, then you, in fact, are doomed to never actualize your learning potential. What a fascinating insight from this Mishnah. And I think it's indeed a very valuable, transformative insight into how people learn and how people develop intellectually and even spiritually. And I think it's a very valuable lesson for us, both in our quest to find good teachers, great teachers, but also in our quest to, in ourselves, become people who harbor old wine within us, great developed wisdom within us, and we are indeed harborers of wisdom, of wine. Some of us indeed will have it at a very young age. That's the exception. Most people need to stew over it for a very long time until they get it. My email address is rabbiwalbajim.com. I look forward to hearing your emails, questions, comments, feedback of any sort is always appreciated.